Many times, too many, I've woken 35,000 feet in the air after a long flight from somewhere far away. I've pushed up the window shutter and peered out at the twinkling lights below and wanted to be down there, in a real house with eggs on the stove and coffee on the hob. More often than not, it's Eastern Europe that I see waking up below me, and I realise with a jolt that I know more about Hong Kong or the Hindu Kush than what it's really like down there. Of all the continents I've touched in the 19 heady years since we started out on Around the World in 80 Days, Europe is the one in which I've lingered least, partly because much of it has been in serious disarray. But since the start of the 21st century, Europe has begun to sort itself out. East and West have drawn closer. Countries once suspicious of visitors now welcome them with open arms. So when it came to reuniting Saga Platoon for one more adventure, it seemed there was a gap to be filled. The continent I'd flown over on so many dark mornings could not be ignored any longer. It was time for Europe. And time to get out my trusty, increasingly tattered Penguin Encyclopedia of Places. Europe, apart from Australia, the smallest of the continents. It occupies about 7% of the Earth's land surface. On the other hand, it is second to Asia for size of population, containing over 20% of the world total. And therein lay the first problem, an awful lot of people to meet. It became clear that it would take us too long to cover the whole of Europe. Most interesting to me was that half of my own continent, which for most of my lifetime was chilled by a cold war and concealed behind an iron curtain. Now there was the prospect of being able to travel through once-forbidden lands, of making a voyage of discovery on my very own doorstep. Peoples, cultures and traditions with long historical roots were being shaken up and re-energised. Compared to the relatively secure and settled shape of Western Europe, the realignment of the eastern half of the continent was hurtling along. What was taking shape, both on the map and in the head, was a new Europe. If I'd made this journey 18 years ago, instead of herring off around the world, it would have taken me through ten countries. Today there are twenty, many are tiny, some with total populations smaller than that of London, but they have a very clear sense of their own identity, reinforced and defined by their own language, culture, history and currency. So I set out with considerable excitement in May 2006, and a year later I found myself neither disillusioned nor cynical. The spirit of New Europe does exist. The hopes and dreams still burn, and the future is full of opportunity. 